Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. Today, I'll share some ideas on this ongoing podcast, answering the question, should Christians observe the Seventh-day Sabbath? It's a dated question going all the way back to approximately the second century when the Gentile Christian leaders gained significant authority in the early church. And it took, well, over another hundred years to finally wean Christians, or Gentile believers, from observing the biblically-based Seventh-day Sabbath to observing Sunday, the first day of the week. The novel Sunday Observance was intended to replace the biblical Seventh-day Sabbath and even went on to become known as the Christian Sabbath. So the question, should Christians observe the Seventh-day Sabbath, continues to this day to ring in our ears. And I predict it will continue to ring in our ears as long as there are believers who hold a high view of the Ten Commandments. Now, my interest in this matter was piqued when I read an article on this topic by one of the most noteworthy Messianic Jewish scholars of our time, Dr. Michael Brown. And frankly, I was shocked by his response to this question. And if I read and understood him, the Sabbath is not for Gentiles to observe. It is only for the Jewish people. He implies that Sunday is the appropriate day for Gentile believers to observe if they really want to observe a day at all. But Shabbat is off limits for the Gentile believers. It was not given to them, but to Israel alone. Well, maybe I misread him. You can read his article for yourself on his website, askdrbrown.org. That's askdrbrown.org under the title, Should Christians Observe the Seventh-day Sabbath? Regardless, the bigger issue is the question itself, and I want to get into this great dialogue because it has been raging since the day that the church changed it from Saturday to Sunday. And until the church repents and changes it back for its members, the debate will rightfully rage on. So stay tuned with me as I raise some widespread objections to religious leaders who want to diminish or annul the Lord's Day, the seventh-day Sabbath, and replace it with the traditions of the church. Keep in mind that this is a midrash, is not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself. I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of Messiah. So let's jump into the fray. Dr. Brown states in his article, uh, as his third key point, why Christians, and specifically Gentile Christians, are not required to remember or observe the Lord's Day, or what we also call the weekly Seventh-day Shabbat, as found in the Ten Commandments. Dr. Brown states, quote, In the New Testament, Gentile believers are never called or required to observe the Seventh-day Sabbath. 
and they become full citizens along with Israel without having to observe the full requirements of the law. Now, there's two points here, two points that he makes. The first one is, quote, in the New Testament, Gentile believers are never called or required to observe the seventh-day Sabbath. And secondly, quote, they become full citizens along with Israel without having to observe the full requirements of the law, unquote. So let's address number one, the first part of this statement. And here it is again. Quote, in the New Testament, Gentile believers are never called or required to observe the seventh-day Sabbath, unquote. Now, this appears to be an argument from, from silence, if you think about it. it. It's really an argument from silence. And I could say uh, the same thing. I can argue from silence uh, with Dr. Michael Brown. I could say that in the New Testament, Gentile believers are never called or required to disregard this seventh-day Sabbath. However, I learned a long time ago that arguments from silence— are not the paths that normally lead to the truth of the matter. So I'm going to resist the urge and temptation to argue from silence. I just think that that is not a good approach to begin with. Now, in addition, if you look at the numerous passages that call all believers the covenant faithfulness and obeying the commandments of God, surely some of those appeals include the Big Ten, the Big Ten Commandments is spoken by the mouth of God and written by his own hand. Let me give an example of this. In 1 Corinthians seven nineteen, it says, Circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing, but what matters is the keeping of the commandments of God. Now, now this is an important passage because really it, it addresses uh, what Dr. Brown states as an argument of silence. I think if this passage is correct— if my understanding of this passage is correct, I think that the commandments of God may be referring to, or at least include, the Big Ten. And if so, this context is for not only the Jewish believer, but the Gentile believer. It's relevant to both groups in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 19. So, again, circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing, but what matters is the keeping of the commandments of God. Now, in regard to becoming right with God, Paul makes the case that covenant status is what matters, not Jewish ethnic status or Gentile ethnic status. Covenant status comes by grace through faith in the Messiah, not by ethnic status. That's Paul's point in what he writes in a number of his epistles. Salvation is a covenant-centric, not ethnocentric phenomenon. Therefore, Paul could proclaim circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing, but what matters is the keeping of the commandments of God. To put it another way, Jewish ethnic status is nothing and Gentile ethnic status is nothing. What matters is the keeping of the commandments of God for both groups. Now, keeping the commandments of God, do you think that the Ten Commandments are included in this phrase, keeping the commandments of God? You know, the ones that God spoke with his own mouth and wrote with his own hand. This is amazing when you think about it. The Ten, that together as a unit, Moses referred to as the covenant repeatedly. So for Moses, in reference to the Big Ten, he called the Big Ten the covenant. You can find that in Deuteronomy chapter 9. Would not the multiple calls to covenant faithfulness 
both in the Tanakh and the Apostolic Scriptures, include the ten that are referred to as the covenant? Think about that. Also, God promised through Abraham to bless the Gentiles too, not just the Jewish people. For Paul, salvation, which includes sanctification, is to the Jew first, but also to the Gentile. Perhaps when God said to Israel, I am the Lord your God, he implied that this would also be true for the Gentiles that he would save and call to himself. Think about it. If he saves Gentiles on the same basis, through the same covenants of promise, and then grafts them into the same olive tree of Israel and brings them into the commonwealth of Israel, then maybe, just maybe, the believing Gentiles are not to worship other gods, but him alone. And perhaps God would want them too, along with Jewish believers, to refrain from blaspheming his holy name, or cursing and demeaning their parents, or murdering other people, having sex with someone else's spouse, stealing, lying, deceiving, cheating, and from coveting their neighbor's goods. And seeing that these are nine of the Ten Commandments, perhaps God would want Gentile believers to also refrain from trampling and desecrating His holy day, the Lord's day, the seventh day Shabbat. After all, it is a memorial to Him as Creator, Redeemer, and the Sanctifier of all whom whom He saves. Not the Jewish people only, but also the Gentiles who are called by his name. It sounds like there is one creator, one redeemer, one savior, one Lord, one Messiah, one Israel, one people, one new man, one spirit, one king of kings who has one law for all who are in his one kingdom. So, The Gentiles are grafted into the olive tree of Israel, participating and producing the same fruit as the Jewish branches on the olive tree of Israel. One tree, many branches, Jewish and Gentile branches, wild and cultivated branches. It's Romans 11. It's pretty clear when you read it. And then back, of course, in Ephesians chapter 2 and chapter 3, it looks like the Gentiles become part of covenant Israel, according to Paul, in the same way that Jewish people do, by faith in the Messiah. Now that the Gentile believer is part of covenant Israel and has the same Torah written on their hearts as the Jewish believers do, this implies that the Gentile too is called to walk within the framework of Torah by, quote-unquote, according to Paul, keeping the commandments of God. In conclusion, Dr. Michael Brown's statement, quote, in the New Testament, Gentile believers are never called or required to observe the seventh-day Sabbath, unquote, is a very weak idea that is fundamentally based on an argument from silence. Exegesis is the discipline of bringing out of a text its meaning. Arguments from silence is the art of bringing presuppositions out of thin air. Thus, arguments from silence are never to be touted as primary tools of exegesis, but rather fit better in the discipline of isogesis, which is importing into the text ideas not present in the text. 
ongoing, Dr. Michael Brown's second statement, they, quote, this is a quote, they, referring to the Gentile believers, they become full citizens along with Israel without having to observe the full requirements of the law, unquote. It's true. It's true. The Gentiles become part of covenant Israel through faith in the Jewish Messiah alone. Now that they are adopted into the household of God, and to use another metaphor, grafted into the olive tree of Israel, perhaps they too are called to covenant faithfulness. The fact that God writes the same Torah on their hearts as he does Jewish hearts, as found in Hebrews 10 and Hebrews 8, this implies that they too, the Gentiles too, are to keep these instructions called Torah. These are God's instructions for those whom he has redeemed. Now that makes a rather solid case that believing Jews and believing Gentiles are at least called at minimum to safeguard and apply the Big Ten to their new creation lives in Messiah. And by the way, the Big Ten include the Lord's Day, the seventh-day Shabbat. So the next time a Messianic Jewish brother or sister tells you that the Sabbath is only for them, if you're a Gentile, tell them that it's too late, that God has already given it to you too, and that he wrote it deep in your heart so that no one could ever take it away from you. Tell them you are here to stay and that you refuse to sit at the back of their ethnocentric bus. That's it. Our next podcast, I intend to address his statement about Acts 15 clearly deciding that Gentile believers are not required to observe all the laws of Torah. Now that that chapter, chapter 15 of Acts, has a specific context that he and other scholars are, are touting as the reason for Gentiles not having to observe the Sabbath. And I just want to say that most of these scholars gloss over the actual context within Acts 15, and that that context that they gloss over, once you see it, well, you'll never read Acts 15 again the way that they want you to read it. So stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. But for today, uh, that concludes our program. And special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, and to our listeners and supporters for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now, pray with us, give financially, share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest 
a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.